Thank you for tuning in to The I Am Effect, a podcast where you can learn about people who have successfully found their niche in life and are striving to leave a ripple here on earth. I am your host, Precious Carter, and today I want to talk about charity. Charity is a way to provide help for those in need. It's giving back to the community. It's also an opportunity to extend your reach. In Christianity thought, charity is the highest form of love. It signifies the reciprocal love between God and man that is made manifest in unselfish love to others. Someone once told me that they can't help everyone in the world, but they can help those they've been assigned to. Meaning that if we all play our part and work on our portion of the puzzle, then we can cover more ground and contribute to saving the world. Sometimes charity can be local and other times it can go as far as across the ocean. My guests today decided they wanted to make a worldwide impact. They seem beyond the horizon, but more importantly, recognized that they could use their celebrity and influence in a huge way. It was a joy speaking with both of them and drawing inspiration from every single word spoken. I hope after listening to their stories, you receive the determination that is necessary and needed for you to have an impactful week, to have an impactful month, but more importantly, have an impactful decade. My guests today are founders of Born to Be Elite. Both are in the University of Tennessee Hall of Fame for track and field. Please welcome five-time Olympic medalist who specializes in the 100 and 200 meter events, Dustin Gatlin, and former American record holder in the 400 meter hurdles and 1984 Olympian, Sharifa Barksdale. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. Of course, thank you for having us. So I wanted to start off with what is Born to be Elite? Uh, Born to be Elite, uh, it's a program that identifies the difference, uh, that identify developing the next generation of sprinters and coaches. And what we do, we have hubs uh, programs in the communities. And so we work with the community athletes and coaches and the resource um, that we have in Cape Town that helps us develop uh, the athletes. Right. And where did the concept come from? Well, you want me to answer that, just or you can? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I give my spin and rendition on it. Um, for me, is for years going to championships and watching small countries struggle just to make it you know, to the second round or the, or the semis or the finals and knowing that they didn't have any adequate real training, real coaching. And it was uh, habitual. It was over and over and over again where these countries were faltering because they had no one to teach them the proper way of being an athlete, being an elite athlete at that. And the program where we're starting is a grassroots program that's going to help young athletes in these smaller countries and countries that need that expertise to be able to be on the grand stage, on the world stage, and show who they are 
talent wise because we can't say all the talent comes from America or we can't say all the talent comes from Jamaica or anywhere else that's you know um, a big country there's a lot of talent in these small countries but they just don't know how to use it right and that's where Born to Be Elite steps in awesome awesome so I want you guys to talk about the back your background and discuss your career path and journey to this point uh, okay but before that um about the concept, I'm going to go back, uh, just piggyback off of um, Justin so you can really uh, know exactly how we ended up in South Africa. And uh, a friend of mine, Zay, he's uh, the president of the Africa Diamond Council. And we have been talking about having uh, some type of track program over there in Africa, but we didn't know where. So another lady that I knew that lived in Johannesburg uh, put me in contact with uh, Darren Clark. And Darren Clark, he has uh, programs dealing with uh, soccer over there in South Africa that's called Good Trust and Global Sports Management and Events Groups. And so we got together. So Justin and I, we were, we were wanting to go to South Africa, and I was going to take a group of Americans over there to run a camp. And so uh, when... Uh, but before then, I went over there to South Africa uh, with a, um, a group that's called Track Girls. And so when I stepped off the plane and I saw, saw this, I knew that South Africa was where I was supposed to be and to do this program. So that's how we ended up really in South Africa through a man named Darren Clark that um, kind of put everything together because he's our operational manager. And then we have, we just hired a lady by the name of Miss Queen Benjamin, who has taken run with Born to Be Lit. We just had an event over there September the 5th. And then we also have um, a fundraising manager uh, named uh, Johan. And so uh, that's how everything, the wheel started spinning. And then we had a big event, a black tie gala uh, to raise money for Born to Be Elite for the athletes to continue their uh, quest to being successful and become an elite athlete back in October of last year. And so what was so captivating um, about South Africa? What, out of all the countries, what made you decide to commit to South Africa first? The kids. The kids, if you, they was willing to learn, they were, they was, it was just something about being over there in the motherland, and it spoke to me. And I'm pretty sure Justin can contest to that. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, spending time there, it just has, it just had a special energy. You felt connected to it. Um, you felt free. And seeing these kids, you know, who didn't have much. And I mean, a lot of these kids during the races that we put on, they ran barefooted, but they had so many big smiles on their faces and just happy just to compete and have fun with their peers and learn. Um, that was a special place. And I think it was an incubator for us to be able to go in there and say, okay, how can we help these kids get to the next level? They have the talent, they have the drive, they have the happiness. Let's help these kids learn so they can be the next elite athletes. Wow. So help me understand what's, what was the biggest challenge that you had to deal with in starting this program over in South Africa? And what did you learn from it? The biggest challenge that we saw at first was getting sponsors. And it is still a big challenge because 
the way it is and now with the pandemic it's a big challenge um, of getting sponsors but it hadn't stopped us nor slowed down because again we're here and uh, Darren is in the UK and now Johan he's uh, he's out of out of Cape Town so we only have a, a queen that's there that's really carrying the torch and so right now we're getting ready for a big event the 24th of September so the biggest challenge is keeping the kids active and keeping them involved letting them know that born to be elite is not going anywhere and that we're here here to stay no matter what obstacle are in front of us that's that's a great nugget that you're here to stay and regardless of the obstacles that are in front of you you can overcome it <clears throat> But briefly talk about the research that had to go into learning about this particular space, because a lot of people think that when you expand on your talents and your abilities, that it just happens to fall into place and that it's just natural and it just fell into your lap and that it's given to you. But a lot had to go into um, setting up these programs, setting up these camps. So what research did you have to take and measures did you have to take? Um, to successfully set up late nights, <laughs> yeah. late late nights because uh, they're six hours ahead of us, and I'm a I'm a night owl, so uh, just you know researching the uh, the dynamics of South Africa and Cape Town. And we just thought, just and I just thought that Cape Town would be, be a great place to start, but we not only gonna just let it be in Cape Town, we're gonna expand. So you have to do a lot of research. You have to, it's not just something that, that happens overnight and Justin can tell you, this is no picnic. And Justin, you can piggyback off of that. At, at the end of the day, what we're doing is we want to be able to go out to, uh, to different countries. And I've done speed camps and training camps while I'm out competing myself. And I see that there's a disconnect from young athletes who don't know how to become good high school or teenage athletes and then go on to be professional athletes. So we're trying to be able to be the glue for those programs that are, that are lacking in different countries to just give them a foothold just to be able to get on the world stage and be, try to become Olympian like we both are. Um, we love... We love the United States. We love our people here. And there's a lot of uh, athletes who have attention here right now. We want to be able to lift the world right now and then be able to grow our company, make it stronger, and then bring it back to America and give that gift here as well to the younger athletes. Yes, yes. So let's talk about your background. And when did you know that running and competing would play such a huge part in your life. Ms. Shreve, you go ahead. Oh, <laughs> well, I knew that running would play a big, um, a huge part in my life because that's something that I'm, um, that I'm just so geared to. And being a child growing up, um, I had a passion for running. But I also was a school teacher, so I had a huge passion for children. But I taught school for a year, kindergarten, and that just wasn't for me. So God used me in another different way, which is uh, coaching and giving back to children in a way that I could never, ever give back as a school teacher. 
Uh, I think for me, it's just knowing what it feels like to be an athlete and be on your game. It's the most exhilarating feeling. It, it, it's a it's a feeling of freedom, like you can do anything, you know. And um, I want to be able to help athletes obtain that. I, I, I encounter a lot of athletes around the world just through my social media outlets. And um, they're always asking me questions and they're always hungry. They're always working out. They're always training. They're always trying to get to that level, but it's always a disconnect and they don't realize how. And, you know, being having, having the passion to be an athlete and compete, I also grew a passion to help. So I'm just was trying to find a way how to help young athletes on a grander scale. And that's what Ms. Sharifa stepped in with this great idea as well. Awesome. That's amazing. And so let's talk about our life experience and what adversity have you had to face and how did that motivate you to overcome it in your life situations? Um, for me, it's just the thing, the most powerful thing that we possess is believing in ourselves. Because at the end of the day, you can have a whole world that believes in you. If you don't believe in yourself, then you're still not going to give 100%. Um, and sometimes when you believe only in yourself and no one believes in you, you're still able to give 100% and show the world wrong. Um, so for me, and as a young athlete, we kind of lose that or we don't even know that we have that power. So through my times and my trials and tribulations and my paths that I've been on, it's, um, it's something that I acquired you know, and it wasn't really taught. I just had to learn and say, hey, you know what? If I want to be the best I can be, I got to be me. I got to be comfortable within my skin and who I am. And I think a lot of athletes now, especially these younger generations, they're kind of grasping that concept, but they need like a push in the right direction. Yes, that's, that's, I, you hit the nail on the head talking about being comfortable in your own skin because a lot of times we like to compare to others and that naturally causes us to try to be someone that we're not. And that's where failure comes in. Yes. How about you, Sharifa? What are the adversities that you've had to face and what motivated you to overcome them in life? In life, for me, overcoming adversity is when your back up is up against the wall. And for me, I think that um, having to give up track at an early age um, being a professional athlete and overcoming that adversity of that when I fell over the hurdle and I was on the pace of the world record and I left track in the track and field world uh, and never looked back but then I just you know it came a time when I said Lord if you can just allow me to be in track and field world again I will give back to the athlete as it was given back to me so in 2000 and uh, to, when 2000 uh, came around, I inserted myself back into the track world. And from then on, I haven't looked back. So I overcame that obstacle of falling over that hurdle and missing the world record because that haunted me from 1986 all the way to 2000. So that's how I overcame adversity by giving back to athletes that I felt that needed to hear inspiration from Sharifa. Um, 
So let's talk about balancing life because I think another way of overcoming adversity is just finding a healthy balance. And I think Justin said it best when he said that there were just things that he didn't know he had to learn. And learning comes by listening and living. So how are you guys able to devote time to this organization um, and watch it grow and balancing your everyday lives? I'll let you take this one. For, for me, it's easy because when you have two children that, and being a single mom, you have to know how to balance. So for me, it's easy where it may be hard from, for someone else because um, that's just my nature. When my back is up against the wall, I don't even know the word of balancing. You just do it. It just be, it's, it's, it's second nature. So for me, it, it's easy for me to balance. I can balance and multitask four or five things at the same time. But the key to balancing and making something success, you got to be all in. You can't be half in the water and half out of the water. You got to be 100% in or not in at all. And with Justin and I, we are more than 100, 200% in. We are all uh, 500% in. So to piggyback off what Ms. Sharif was saying, um, it's the balance also consists of discipline, you know, and um, I learned at a, a young age, like, I had to sacrifice certain things in my life, you know, like not having a spring break, like a teenager, you know, um, not being able to go to different trips with my friends or even going to the beach, you know what I mean? Um, because I was too busy training, um, not going out to parties because I had to rest my body because I had to focus on getting ready for my season of races. So all those things kind of contribute in finding that balance. But I also learned that when the success comes and the hard work pays off, that's when you're able to celebrate. That's when you're able to party because you're not just partying for life or about life. You're partying because the hard work paid off. You're being successful. And the people that's helped you uh, get to where you're at has helped create that balance for you. So um, I, I think a lot of people, I've seen a lot of athletes just, just focus on partying. You know, that was their end goal. When they go to races, they want to have a good race and they want to celebrate. They have a bad race, they want to drink their sorrows away. And that's not the way you should do it. The way you should do it is have discipline and say, I want to work hard enough to where I can pop a bottle of champagne. And that's that where that balance comes in. It's, it's intertwined with discipline. Yes. I, what I like about what you said, because I deal with young athletes too, is if they if they take anything away from it is you talked about the sacrifice you had to give up things that other people were doing such as spring break prom and things like that and that just contributes to your greatness in order to be great some sacrifice comes about and um and not following the in crowd like you said you know people wanting to party and, and just staying true to you um so i wanted to wrap this up and i wanted you guys to offer any advice to someone wanting to launch a global organization such as Born to Be Elite? Do the research and you have to have passionate about it. If you're, if you're not, if you're not passionate about what you're doing and doing the research and connecting with the right people, uh, then it's not going to work because it's hard work. It's not, it's not easy. And being, uh, being professional athletes, Justin, I, we know how hard it takes to be an Olympian, to set records, to 
go the uh, the long distance if you're not willing to go the long distance in any um thing that you want to launch any business uh global or wherever it's not going to work because you're not in it 100 and yes you're going to have to grind 24 7 yes you're going to have to stay up those long hours and if you're not willing to do that then you're not going your company or your program whatever is not going to be successful yeah one thing i learned by being with Sharifa in this in this program that we've started is that we have a great idea we have a passion for helping young athletes and the youth. Um, but for it to be successful on a global level, you got to have people who are going to take your idea and their passion is to grow things. Our passion is to make ideas happen. Their passion is to grow things. And along the way, we've had great connections with people who just didn't have the drive to make something happen or get it off the ground. Now we are surrounded by people who can take the baton and run with it. And we know that they're going to have that passion, that drive to help these kids, even when we're not there. That's right. That is so true. And I can't say nothing just so much about Miss Queen B, Miss Benjamin. I tell you, this lady, her passionate for these children and for born to be elite is just so overwhelming. I mean, I'm I'm up at three o'clock and she's up and we're texting and we're we're uh, calling each other. She's like, Miss Sharifa, this is what I have for born to be league. This is what and you need someone like just said you need someone with that same drive and passion that we have and she has it. She has the X factor. Wonderful advice. Surround yourself with people that have that X factor. I love it. So in closing. Here at the I Am Effect, we recognize how people use their influence and how they exercise their power to bring about results. I want to read something to you, and I want you to think about it, and then I want you to complete the statement. In Exodus 3.14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. If I asked you to complete this statement, I am blank. What would be the adjectives you would use to make that statement true in your life today? I will say, I will use two adjectives. I'm a giver and I'm extraordinary. Whew, that's a tough one. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a good question. that's a good answer too, but that's a good question. Um, I would say definitely a fighter. And what I mean by that is just, there's going to be bumps in the road along the way in life. And you got to fight. You just can't lay down because there's an obstacle in the way. So I would believe fighter and um, uh, someone who's passionate. Driven. Yeah. Fighter and driven. Wow. I love it. And I'm not surprised coming from two world-class athletes such as yourself. Um, thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy weekend to um, talk with me and, and give my listeners a glimpse inside of your world and what it takes to be great. Thank, thank, thank you. you thank me. you for having us. Extraordinary and driven. That's what Born to Be Elite founders profess to be their I Am proclamations.
Extraordinary is being very unusual or remarkable. You see, when someone professes to be extraordinary, I see that as someone being confident with who they are and happy with how God made them. Driven is the determination to succeed. Highly energetic and motivated. When you set out to achieve something, you must be full of energy. Whatever you commit to doing should always have a motive behind it. Motivation is a combination of inspiration and passion. What I love about what both my guests today had to say, Sharifa Barksdale and Justin Gatlin, is two major things. They are willing to reach back and help the next person achieve their dreams. They're willing to take their time and equip others with the resources and tools that they need to get to their destiny. But more importantly, what I loved about today's segment is that they don't see or accept limits to anything. I asked for one adjective and they gave me two. Extraordinary giver and a driven fighter. When I meditate on their I am proclamations, I saw deeper because I saw that they didn't accept the limits placed on them. And I immediately began to think about Psalms 147 verse 5 that says, Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. I encourage you this week to spend more time with the Lord and draw strength from His power because with God, there are no limits to what you can do. And that includes sharing His love with the world. Until next week, may his peace be with you. I'm Precious Carter, and thank you for listening to The I Am Effect.